This is Music Mentality with Angie. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Music Mentality. My name is Angie, she, her pronouns, and I'm so excited to introduce to you Parsa, he, him pronouns. Parsa is a great friend of mine, a talented, kind person, and though a musician, he's here to talk about all his different careers, including his career ventures outside of music, his pursuits in life, and how he plans to get there. He's this hardworking, down-to-earth, all-in-all amazing dude, and he's here to remind us that despite not pursuing a direct career in music, being an artist is still on the table. Through ups and downs, including COVID and personal turbulence, Parsa has faced a lot of difficulties, but he is stronger than ever, and he's here now. So the reason I have you here today is just because I kind of want to talk about your music experience. Yes. So I'm going to start off with a kind of a broader question. What brings you to creating music or playing music? Um, well, I've always been musical. Um, like I played trombone in middle school and high school and I was pretty good at it. We were in, uh, involved in big bands. We did like concert bands and stuff like that. It was pretty fun. I never thought about continuing with it and like having a career with trombone, even though I was good at it. Like I, I my, like my mom brought, brought up the idea of going to school just to advance with trombone and music and stuff. But I'm like, no, nah, um, I think I want to go to university for something else. So I've been musical, right? And then I studied political science in university. Uh, so there was no time for music at all. I wasn't even thinking about it at the time. But when I graduated after my fifth year, I decided, I thought, like, I, and I've been uh, listening to country music since like 2016, 2017. And it really inspired me to one day end up making my own music. And at least getting, doing some covers or just getting involved with creating some sort of country music just because it's, it's so, it's so beautiful. So after a year after I graduated, I just told myself that I would pick up a guitar and see how far I would go with it. And I, and I love the, I love the natural essence you get from an acoustic guitar. It's, um, it's so calming and soothing. I, I love I love that aspect of it. So I'm like, all right, get a guitar. Let's see what happens. I have no expectations. I'm like, how am I like probably gonna do shit? Whatever. Part of my language. <laughs> and then, um, so I did. It was November 2019, and it was it was a struggle at first. I'm like, how do I even place my fingers on the on the strings? Uh, that's that seemed pretty tough. I told myself I'm gonna be patient about it. I'm gonna give it some time. Won't. I'm not going to quit quickly. Like I know some people who've told me with their past musical experiences with guitar or piano, they learn for a bit, they get an instructor and then they get, and then they quit. Um, I was self-taught. I never thought about getting instructor at the beginning just because I'm like, am I any good at this? So a couple of months passed. I saw some progress. I would put a couple hours a day into it. COVID uh, gave me the time to do that. So yeah, I saw some progress at the beginning and then 
after after time after more practice practice hours I put into it I just kept getting better and better like I saw like a, a steady improvement in it and then that's where I am now and I'm just getting better at it as we go so why did you choose to go into poli sci and not music um I'm like I don't I'm like I don't want to make a career out of trombone like a trombonist I did I never wanted to, I never saw myself as that and I still don't see myself as that so I'm glad I didn't uh, go down that path but I really liked what I studied in political science and I I, I I truly believe that you go to university to study what you like you waste you put a lot of money into it you put put a lot of time into it but at the end of the day if you had a good experience then it was all worth your while and your mom she supported the idea of you going into music you just chose not to yeah my, my parents my parents have been supportive of any direction or path I take as long as they see there's potential and uh, they just want me to make sure like I dedicate um, my time into something and I go down that path and they want me to the be-, be the best at whatever I do especially my mom she she pays attention to that um, she's like if you like music go to music even still she's like do you want to go to music school I'm like um, no this is not something I want to probably do as full time it's always in the back of my head but again it's not something I want to do full time I, I don't see myself as first parts of the musician but I am part of the musician. Uh, musician. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm glad it's still in your name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of my identity. I would sh- I would say for sure. Um, but no, I'm I'm gonna be hopefully continuing with uh, school. I'm gonna pursue further education, some sort, some branch of political science because I I do like that. Do you know what you want to do with your future yet? Um, like what no, you want to pursue? No, uh, no. I just want to know. I, I want to get involved with learning more about global affairs, human rights. And uh, hopefully maybe getting involved with it one day. Well, it's funny that you say that, like, especially like advocating for human rights and stuff, because a lot of musicians do add that into their music. And that's what I love about those musicians. Like they can sing about mental health awareness, which is like something that I'm a huge fan of. They can sing about like, um, honestly, any human right advocacy they could sing about. And it's something that's kind of like the staple of their music. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find that to be a staple of your music? Not yet. Not yet. We haven't reached there. But like when you mentioned that, I don't see that in many artists. Like some I do. Like Coldplay does a great job with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Coldplay. Yeah. Like all their songs and especially their uh, their last album, they had a couple songs. um, There's Up and Up. There's like, Mm -hmm. there's songs like that that, um, you know, lift spirits and, and stuff like that and make us feel like humankind is, we're all one at the end of the day. But yeah. Um, I love up and up. Yeah. Very nice. Song. <laughs> okay. I will kind of want to touch more into COVID, mm-hmm. how like COVID played a role in, you know, starting up your music journey or I guess restarting up your music journey. Cause you said in high school, you played trombone. Yeah. So wait, why didn't you play guitar in high school or uh, even earlier uh, than that? You, like, when you start band class, you choose an instrument mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right trombone looks cool guitar was an instrument you could pick out of because it was a, it was a band we don't and, and none of the bands i've been part of there there hasn't been an acoustic section like there hasn't been a guitar there's there have always been like guitar ensemble classes and groups to be a to be a part of but not like it was never part of the band class or band uh, or their or the concert group uh so yeah it, it just never occurred to me to like get into guitar earlier on but I told myself I would do it one day, you know, like a couple things. Like I always told myself, I'm going to learn to play guitar. I'm going to learn skate. That's, that's done. And like learn French properly, stuff like that. You know, like skills you want that, that you know, you're going to have to develop later on in your life. You just need to have to find the time for it. And COVID gave me that time for guitar, especially like I did, I did pick up the guitar in November. That was like a couple months before COVID hit us. I'm like, Oh my God, I can, I can really, I, I really have the time and uh, I have the energy to, 
put it all into playing guitar and doing my best at it. So COVID in that sense was, was a blessing for, for my musical, uh, for developing my musical talents and experience. Uh, but yeah, COVID, COVID was bad as well. Yeah, I was right. going to say, there's definitely lots of pros and especially cons yeah, during well, COVID. Well, I would say it started <laughs> off as cons, you know, like the the most important, like the biggest con for me was how I lost my my regular routine. I'm sure a lot of us did, if any, maybe most of us did. I was like laid off. Work was no longer a thing at the time. And then sports, gym was closed by like we couldn't see our friends we couldn't really go anywhere so i lost my routine that was gone and i, I need a routine I'm, a lot of us need a routine to to hang on to something and, and continue with our lives um so that hurt because i'm like what am i going to do now like i'm just home all day getting kind of boring and um at the time i was i was studying for my lsat to hopefully go into law school and i spent my days at the beginning of COVID studying and playing guitar and just playing music and stuff like that keeping myself busy i was trying to be creative with the time i had all the time to try new things spend more time guitar making writing music i wrote a couple songs beginning of covid um so that was fun i felt like i, I had there was some pride there i was pretty proud of myself for being able to write songs in a proper song structure and format within a couple of days again so the uh, on the routine thing so then my routine now became just to stay creative study for my lsat and, and play guitar uh, what ended up happening was my LSAT, I, stu- I wrote my LSAT, um, went okay, um, had to complete my applications for, for law school, and then just just waited until the universities got back to me. But during that duration, things were okay. There are definitely some anxieties because you're like, what does the, what, the future hold? You don't know what's coming up next. Not many things to look forward to, you know? We always had weekends to look forward to. Weekends were no longer... Uh, the weekends for us, as I'm sure we can all relate. Uh, most of us can relate. And um, what happened was all these universities would get back to me with declined offers. So, so that hurt. And uh, it was just it was just adding on to my anxieties. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? What if the next one doesn't get back to me? Um, oh, sorry. What if the next one gives me a declined offer? I was just I was just ready for decline offers up until like I was wait. Um, there was this last university I was hopeful for. And uh, they gave me their response in June of 2021, 2021. And um, it, it was not good. It was, uh, I was, uh, it was pretty stressful when you like open the email to check your, the status and uh, everything that builds up to that check the, when opening your email. It, it, it was so stressful and, and scary, frightening. My heart was beating the fastest it's ever beat before. And then you open it, everything just calms down, you just stop, and you're like, God damn it, this is another declined offer. So at that point, I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life now? So that was the the base of all the anxieties during that time where what what does the future hold? What are we gonna what am I gonna do now? How am I gonna move on with my life? Um but you you deal with it, you manage it. And what really helps most is, what really helped most was music, I would say, and uh, getting creative on the guitar, writing songs, and just developing my skills, knowing that I'm getting better as a, as a musician just helped during those times. Okay, literally, I know what it's like to be rejected and to have that like feel of failure. I've experienced it several times. 
And so when you're stressing and your heart is beating and you're sweating and there's like this knot in your stomach and you're about to open your phone, that's like this high that you reach. Not, not, I wouldn't say it's like this great high, but it's like an adrenaline rush almost. Yeah. Versus this sudden low that you feel when you realized, holy crap, like I just got rejected and I was not expecting that. Yeah. And everything stops. Yeah. Just everything, not just your feelings, yeah. but like everything around kind of just stops. It's like the world stops spinning for a second. Yeah. And I almost feel like it's the same feeling of like jumping off a building where you're so high up mm-hmm. and then you fall and it takes like a second to hit the ground. Yeah, it, it's, it happens so fast. You're, you're right. It happens so fast and it's the scariest feeling because you go from all the way up here, like such a huge high to all the way down here, such a huge low and it's lower than low. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's terrible. It's awful, especially because you said that you were kind of like expecting to get back into a routine in September, right? Yeah. That's difficult mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm really sorry but you know it's gonna make you so much fucking stronger well well 100 like I, I was already preparing myself through the first round of um declined offers and i was telling myself okay so if this is the worst what's the worst that can happen if this is going to be is if this is going to happen I've, i can just prepare myself for it and just just let it go away i'm not going to let it linger i'm not going to let it ruin my life i'm not going to feel sorry for myself so i was kind of preparing myself for that and like those, I would say those were that was the bulk of the cons during COVID. It it really it put a put a lot of it added a lot of street stresses, fears, anxieties into my life. I'm sure it added did the same to a lot of other people. Um, but at the same time, it did make me stronger. I would say as a, as a human being, as an individual, um, I took time to work on myself, to to work on my to work on my flaws, and. Um, and see how I can improve upon my weaknesses and these challenges that COVID brought, these anxieties that COVID brought, um, really gave me the, the opportunity to just finally decide on finding ways to alleviate stress and anxieties, um, through, through a lot of different practices, um, me- uh, meditation, going for, going for walks, picking up my guitar, playing playing something listening to music making music um reading books reading books helped a lot during during covid like i've never read so many books in my entire life within the span of a year and it it was just i found so much satisfaction from from reading books i read books on like mental health i read i read stephen king books you know like a variety of books but it it was just nice um it calmed me. It again. It gave me something to do. Books. Books certainly do keep you occupied in a good way. But I really just wanted to work on myself. I. I got the time. I got the opportunity to get wiser as an individual. Pick up some traits. I became like more empathetic. Stuff like that. I just. I. I told myself if I'm not doing anything to improve my success materially or you know just improve my success improve myself work on myself as an individual as a human being that's what i that's what i concern myself with and uh devoted devoted my time into because i'm like you're not you're not gonna you're not working you're not you're not in school so what can you work on and i worked on myself yeah and i think that like when you go through these like rejections in life or quote-unquote failures i don't even like to call them failures Mm -hmm. but when you go through these rejections in life personally like i love to turn to music because i don't know there's always something to learn in music and you learn little by little it's not like you become a master overnight but it really helps you staple down on the fact that like okay 
Yesterday, I didn't know this, but today I do. That's an accomplishment. And maybe you don't note it as an accomplishment in your head, but it's still like internally, it feels like an accomplishment and that feels really good, especially when, you know, everything feels like it's on fire in your life. Yeah. It's like this little source of water. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so I definitely see how music and like you said, reading, work on yourself, working on yourself can be such a great thing to turn to. Like a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us yeah. don't take the time um, to see what what's going on in our lives, what our problems are, what our issues are, and how can we work on them. So the biggest thing is literally that we forget ourselves and we yeah. lose ourselves. And like school plays such a huge role in that. Yeah. Like so many people that I've gone to school with have lost themselves, including myself. Like it's really easy to get consumed in this period in your life. Mm-hmm where school and grades and like what you're going to do and like it just becomes the most important thing so like if you get a bad grade oh my god i can't be xyz or i can't do this anymore and i can't be that and my life is over and everyone is going to keep going ahead and i'm going to be stuck behind but like that's not true that's literally not true just because everyone is going one conventional way doesn't mean that like you are not moving forward just because you're taking a less conventional way. What, what the heck is even convention? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everyone's path is so different. And yeah. school puts in this idea that, you know, we can't succeed without school. It's almost yeah. like, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. We just go according <laughs> with like societal expectations and standards. And that's what we, that's what we like that, that becomes our standards and our norm as well. And we get, we get stuck in it yes and it's painful it's really painful like i was supposed to go get into law school as well and my program was a six-year program in which after the first two years of poli sci i was supposed to get into law school and i was supposed to keep up an 80 average my average after my second year was a 79.95 and so hard to believe they rejected me oh my god and i was like what you what like it's it's just round me up it's like right there that's like what one mistake on one test in one class in my last two years um so i spoke with a um i spoke with like a guidance counselor at school and she did not offer me much guidance actually she was really mean shout out to fucking natalie like she was so mean yeah i remember her name i'm never gonna forget her name because she literally told me if i can't handle this then maybe i can't handle being a lawyer and i'm like well, I'm, li- I'm I'm here fighting for my grade and this woman is telling me that maybe I shouldn't be a lawyer at all because I can't handle a bad grade. <laughs> we don't need that advice. No, we don't need that advice. That's not the kind of advice I'm looking for. So I got really frustrated and didn't end up going into law school, which, you know, all my other friends or most of my other friends did go into law school because we were all in the same program. And all of a sudden, I didn't know what the heck I was doing with my life anymore. I, I don't know. I was... I, yeah majored in poli sci and then picked up a minor in comms then realized wait a second do i even like this and then like at the beginning of uh 2019 i was like wait i don't like this and this is when i was starting to study for my lsat so 13 days before my lsat i turned to my parents and i was like but this i'm not writing the lsat i'm not doing this in fact like i applied for graduation earlier instead of an honors i'm going to graduate with a bachelor's and i'm going to come back for my second undergraduate degree in psychology which Honestly, I don't even know if I want to be a psychologist anymore. Actually, I know I don't want to be a psychologist anymore, which is really difficult because, like, I fought for that. I fought with my parents. I fought with the school. I fought with everyone around me to become a psychologist. 
And now I'm like, wait, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. I kind of want to pursue career in music and, you know, have mental health involved in it. So that's like, I get the idea of rejection. Rejection sucks. Failure sucks. But like, it also takes you to exactly where you need to be and exactly where you want to be. I I 100% agree with that. It helps us grow. It helps us um, pick up on other ideas or skills that we've thought about in the past, but haven't really been able to act upon. So it's good. Like, you don't know if you want to go into psychology. That's 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 great that that's the universe telling you you should be doing something else yeah right yeah but it's a scary feeling it is 100 percent because like you again you fought for it you uh you wanted to that's something you wanted to pursue you put in so many years into it and all of a sudden it's done but i guess that's a good thing it's some, it is sometimes a good thing I, it's a blessing i would consider it a blessing because like you, you probably won't be happy with it at the end of the day Mm-hmm. it's funny that you say it's a blessing because you're kind of going through a similar yeah, phase in your life yeah. right now so where do you think your next step is going to be so i've taken on the approach or the the ideology that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and I, I i really do stick to that so i'm not i'm not gonna like let something bother me or let something dwell on my mind and and eat me eat, like beat me up or whatever um so if it happens, then I look at what opportunities arise from, we can call them failures or whatever. <laughs> um, things, things that didn't go our way. And, um, so like for the next step for me, uh, I definitely do want to pursue further education. So nothing stopped me from that. I'm like, I'm still not thinking about not pursuing it at all. So hopefully, uh, it'll, uh like I still have to complete my applications, but it'll be, uh, masters for global affairs and, universities across Canada for next year hopefully I am I am passionate about uh, international affairs human rights it, it's something I do like I, I do read a lot of books on it I've done research on it so I, I do know I do know my uh, my human rights stuff good yeah. it's actually we're smiling right now this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How about knowing your human rights? But a lot of people don't know what human rights are. <laughs> It's, it, yeah, we don't, people really don't, I know we have a lot of social media activism and stuff like that, but people really don't know what's going, what's going on at the roots. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it, like, I like, it's good to know the history of human rights and how, how it's evolved mm-hmm. and how we've taken action to, to limit it, human, to limit human rights abuses. But it's been such a, such a struggle and it will continue being a struggle unless, I guess we educate ourselves more and we just become better collectively, better individuals collectively. But throughout it all, you dove into music. Like how many hours a day were you practicing? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I would like, my brother would be like, can you stop playing? Cause he was working from home and he's like, can you stop playing? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm grinding at it. You know, you can't, I'm unstoppable right now. I'm, if I'm learning this and I'm learning something else in a couple of minutes, how am I going to stop? So I was playing like for four or five hours. Like, my calluses would start bleeding, uh, which sucked. That was probably the worst. That's probably the worst part about playing guitar. Or, or uh, another another bad part about playing guitar is when you're not showing any progress for a while or something like that. But but that always happens. Same with the calluses, of course. Yeah, but, it hurts. <laughs> but, but that just shows that just shows like you, everything everything you want to commit to. You got you really gotta put in a hundred percent. You gotta put in the hours. You gotta put in. You also need to, you, you need to have a passion for it. You, what's the point of putting all the hours into something that you don't even have the passion for, you know? Oh yeah, I know. I, I know too. <laughs> I, I'm sure we do, we all do, but that's, that's just something we learn as we, as we grow older, we go through more experiences, more hardships, whatever it may be. But, but we, but we gotta, we gotta put, 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 put time and effort into whatever we end up doing at the end of the day and have the passion for it. You need the interest. The, you have to, you have to love what you do course so after you received your last rejection mm-hmm. did you still like did you still turn to music was music still a part so, of your life in that m- moment music and and just spiritually myself i turned to myself i'm like how am i going to deal with this i literally i have this new um way of dealing with things with, with struggles where i if, if i receive a bad news during the day within a within a given day I uh, I think about it for a bit and then I go to bed and wake up with a fresh start. I keep it in the past, mm-hmm. you know. Like I act as if um, like my my I wake up with a like as if my mind's a blank canvas and I just continue mm-hmm. with my day. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, on the blank canvas part, uh, that's how I would like I'm making music and just being musically active really helps with that with all your with all the hardships in in my in in one's life in my life especially. Where if I'm, if I'm, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling stressed out, if I'm fearful of something and I want, I just pick up the guitar and I totally forget about it. I t- totally forget about my life struggles and, um, it's good escape. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, it, it heals you definitely. Music, music does heal you for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like it heals you in 
sometimes a difficult way, like a turbulent way. Like when I'm sad, I'll listen to the music that I resonate with yeah. because I know that other people are going through that experience and it almost like continues to make me feel sad, which is cathartic. Like it's like I'm enjoying the sadness and I'm experiencing the sadness with all these other people who who also feel it and who are expressing their sadness through music and like that's the thing music is such a vulnerability yeah it's such a like there's yes there's so much happy music out there but most music has a deeper meaning or at least most of the music i listen to holds deeper meaning and it's like what do i turn to to cope with what i'm feeling yeah you know what what makes me happy how am i going to feel empowered today what do i believe in what do i stand for what Mm -hmm. am i going to do about it and it's like the most open form of vulnerability it's kind of like we grow up with this idea that we shouldn't be crying around people that we shouldn't be sad around people that we should like always put on this happy face and music almost allows you to take off that mask in a socially acceptable way yeah i I consider sad music sometimes upbeat just because it it makes me feel better when i listen to it and um mind you you're not alone and and yeah exactly and again you like the meaning that's that goes behind the, the lyrics. Like you like the lyrics. You um you can totally relate. You're like, yeah. Sometimes it's not just lyrics. Like I cannot sing for my life. I'm learning to sing. I'm taking singing lessons, yeah. but uh, I do play piano though. And you know, I like to make up songs. I like to write songs. I like to improvise, and I like to obviously play things that are already written as well. And it's it's expressing yourself through your body movements as you're playing as well. Are you playing in a major key, a minor key? What notes sound good together? What notes don't? Are you playing like very, very loud, deeper music? Or are you playing like light higher up on the piano music? And like all of that also tells a story and carries meaning behind it, even though it doesn't necessarily have the words to. And when you improvise, do you feel like um, you naturally just uh, end up playing something soft and slow? and kind of sad me yes personally i find myself playing like even if it's happy is a little bit like if it's in a major key it's still a little bit slower and stuff that's that is a lot of what i do i like minor keys i like sad music uh it, it just that is what it is <laughs> I, I, I can i can relate as well i do the same like it just it just naturally happens like um you go for the melancholy vibes and i yeah. love it i love it i love it too because again it's like it's almost like keeping a diary without keeping a diary. Yeah. You know, you're like writing down your feelings, your emotions. Exactly. <laughs> no, I definitely feel that. But, you know, I'm glad that you were able to turn to music. And even right now that you have music, because there was a moment in my life when, you know, I failed my 10th level of piano after practicing for seven hours on weekdays and nine hours on weekends. Wow. And I still failed. And I couldn't look at the piano for seven months. That burns. Oh, it burned. I couldn't even, I couldn't listen to music. I walked by like, my piano room was like right next to my kitchen, but I'd walk like face down, making sure not to even look at the piano. I'd go into my kitchen like so depressed every single day. Like, and I'm not saying I'm not throwing around the word depressed. I just, I genuinely mean I was so depressed and I consider that to be my first heartbreak. Like, people say heartbreak comes between you and a significant other. No, that was truly my first heartbreak. So I I, I understand. Um, I feel like sometimes, sure, you're saying you put in seven hours in a day and you didn't pass your 10th level of piano class. I feel like sometimes you need to take a break from your art or whatever it is you do, and then you end up being better at it. Mm-hmm. so there have been times where i take a break for like a couple of days from playing guitar and then when i pick it back up i'm better at it like i'm just more i'm more um 
the transitions between the chords sound better. All my notes sound every all the chords sound better. It just yeah. my the, my style sounds better, and, the, and you expect that to be the case when you put in a lot of hours. But sometimes you need a break from the instrument you play or the art you engage in to to show better results. Yeah. I, I've I've I found out from my experience. Is there a reason you take breaks? No. No, you just maybe my calluses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely get that because I don't know. It's kind of the idea of you being so consumed by your thoughts of like playing this instrument or learning yeah. this instrument, and then like you need to take a step back and come back with a fresh mind, with fresh mm-hmm. eyes, a fresh perspe- perspective. Because like the reality is, we do grow every single day. We evolve every yeah. single day. So like, if you give yourself some time to evolve and you come back to it you know, you're better than you were a couple of days ago. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, it was seven months that I didn't look yeah. at the piano, but um, it's still the same idea. You come back with, like, a new version of yourself. So you said that you write music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is any of your music surrounding your experiences? Uh, I would say some of them are. Um, actually, all of them to some extent. Two of them are, like, fully right on, like, based off past experiences. The other ones are a combination of all my thoughts, feelings, imagination, my personality. Okay, so I have like this one song called Hourglass. I I get stressed how time dictates a lot of things in our lives, which it does. Deadlines. Deadlines Mm -hmm. are scary for whatever it may be. And um, I I was kind of a procrastinator, so that, that did not help. I'm improving on it. Again, the COVID gave me the opportunity to work on that as well to prevent procrastination. But um, as a procrastinator, it be- everything, deadlines, time constraints became scarier, more frightening. And then I'm, I always told, told myself, what if I write a song that expresses my fear of time and how I can deal with, with time constraints and with the stress of time dictating our lives? And then I wrote Our Class. Mm-hmm. Um, is our loss like a general time song or is it like your experience it's not my experience it could be a bunch of other people's experience but um, part of it is my experience um, it tells a story of how I feel about time and how we need to be we need to be in control of it we mm-hmm. can't let it be in control of us yeah I've got a few things to say on that there's like this theory that I strongly stand by and it's that the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist except for in our minds. The past exists in our mind through our memories. Yeah. And the future exists in our minds through, honestly, a lot of the time our anxieties. But like you're always thinking about the future, but like it's, it's not there yet. The world isn't in the future yet. It's in this very moment. And even when I talk about the future, I mean like two minutes from now too. Yeah. In a minute from now, 30 seconds from now, that's also the future. So the moment that really truly does exist is, is this very moment now and time is, honestly at the end of the day is a social construct and i know i know that's a cliche people say time is a social construct all the time but it is yes it's invented by humans in our minds exactly in our minds and through clocks (laughs) but like it's not real it's not real so when people say you know i have to do this by the time i'm 25 i have to do this by the time i'm 30 by the time i'm 35 why well said that's right like (laughs) yeah who told you that (laughs) so question that as well yeah, and I feel like that's kind of the Im- impression that I'm hearing yeah. from, like, even the few lines that you mentioned uh, through Hourglass. Um, the second thing is, is this a country song? Uh, so the thing is, it doesn't have to be. A, like, my the melody behind it does, like, I do have, like, a country-style pa- uh, strumming pattern. 
um but not necessarily like i again i do love country music and i and i try to in- incorporate country themes western themes into my music not just i i'm not a country boy but like as, as someone who isn't a country boy i know i know a lot about country th- themes and topics and um uh I, I expressions um to to incorporate into my music i do have a country a, a couple songs that are solely country based like i have this one song called barn party like that comes sounds country hundred <laughs> percent country like that comes hundred percent of that comes straight from my experiences i have this one friend he, uh, he hosts barn, barn parties and bush parties once a year um so yeah that song comes all all the memories experiences come from those times we've had at the bush party and barn party in the song again hopefully one day we'll uh, record and release the song my best song in my opinion is my favorite song is called move on um uh it does it, it, it in the song it is it is um called moving on it is about moving on from a relationship uh, a relationship that was once broken up but it doesn't necessarily have to be just about that it could be move, moving on from anything that that's bothering you that's been 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 left, left behind in the past again you can't let something dwell on your mind forever you got to make peace with it as soon as you can because it's it's just going to kill you and it's going to bother you and move on it's about this guy who's just feeling lonely and he's he's kind of miserable but as as like as a uh, as a creator of the song i'm like recommending him to just just move on like don't don't let it bother you um i say just let it all behind me the mess that i once was let go of sweet annie and hope for the best to come so that that sums up my message uh for for listeners in that song it's just you, you gotta move on you can't yeah you can't let something bother you like that i like that you have that message i like how you like carry messages in your songs so why haven't you released them uh I, i'm working on my art i'm still trying to develop my art i know i need to get better um uh and i, I feel like I, i'm not at 100 percent yet to I don't think my art, my like my guitar playing skills, my singing skills aren't the best yet to be released. And I just I have expectations of myself that if I want to if I want to release something to the public like that in the form of a song, like I'll do I'll do covers on Instagram and stuff like that. But uh, I can I can it doesn't have to be perfect. I'll just do it in one take. But if I'm if I'm doing a song, if I'm hopefully gonna like put it on Spotify one day, I want it to be best i want like i still need to find musicians who can be incorporated into the song i need to find there's so many elements that go into it that i don't even know about yet and i really have and i'm just still trying to improve on what i know skills i currently have i'm still i've been playing guitar for only a year and a bit i know there's way more i can learn and incorporate it there's only like there's so much more to be learned and um put into my music you know what i mean they say the smartest people know that they don't know everything so good on you for knowing that you don't know everything. That being said, what does a hundred percent mean? Uh, let's let's just say there's no such thing as a hundred percent. I just said that, <laughs> but what I meant was to the point where you feel comfortable, you feel like you've met your, you've met or exceeded your expectations, or you just you just like how you sound. Mm-hmm. In addition to how other people think about your music, because your music doesn't it doesn't matter as long as there are people listening to it and people enjoying it you know but you can make music for yourself of course i feel like we're always getting better though like you know what it like 
if we become, oh my God, I'm just going to use Beyonce, for example. She's a queen. Yes. She's always getting better. Every year she is getting better and she's improving. You're right about that. But, um, there's, you have to, you have to, you meet a certain level that, that's made up in your head. Mm-hmm. You, you like, yeah. I have, like, I know, again, I don't know everything, right? But I, I have a good idea of what I want to, what I want to end up sounding like. I've gone to the studio once, uh, once. So, that's cool. That's something. So, like, yeah, it was a good starting point, but that just provided a lot of opportunities for me to know what I need to work on, what, to, what to develop. Did I like how I, how, how I sounded? Um, my like am i keeping up um am i um like i i am in tune with the voice with my voice but like are the you know like the highs and high and low change like the changes between the high and low notes are they are they uh, are they smooth and mm-hmm. is it a good transition and it didn't not turn out to be sometimes so those are some things i need to work on the small details you know mm-hmm. that can be intimidating it, definitely but um, you just, you got to tell yourself that this is something you want to do and you're not going to quit doing it. So as, as intimidating as it may be, um, you got to go on with it. But you know what? The biggest thing, like our best starting point is knowing what we like and what we don't like. And 100%. for you, like you picked country, right? So there you go. Um, that's, that's, that's my, that's my drive. You know, like all these country songs I listen to, it's want to make more. And I am inspired, like my music is inspired by the themes and their, and the, and the style and the melodies. Like country music was a great starting point and, and it still is. I still, uh, you know, I do all my covers are covers of country songs because I just, I, I, I'm more passionate about it. I like how it sounds. I like the singer. I like the artists. I like the music. I love them. I love the lyrics. I think country music has the most deep and, uh, like meaningful lyrics of all music genres again that's that's just that's just subjective and personal but that's how i felt it, it's something not every it's you need an acquired taste for country not everyone mm-hmm. likes country you know like yeah people people just think it's about trucks and bars and <laughs> bars and uh what's it called and beer and yeah it's not there's so much more to it than that you hear it, it it's a it's a um, repeating pattern theme in, in country songs because country songs can't be country songs without those topics and ideas but there's way more going on to it than just that and like i do mean like you like how could a good country song like not a good country song like i this one I, my song uh, move on i do mention like like the presence of whis- whiskey in someone's life but it's not just about whiskey it's about the effect that whiskey has on someone and and alcohol does have certain effects on people in, in within their personal lives. No, I'm glad that you said that because it, it's true. Like, okay, country does sing a lot about beer and whiskey and trucks, yeah. but that's that's because that's just what is in the presence of some of these people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like where their experience takes place. Yeah, when a lot of people are feeling sad or are feeling down in their lives, they, uh, they resort to alcohol. You know, that's something a lot of us can relate to. And, uh, but, but there's a point where you're like, enough is enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So why do you think that country music isn't as liked as other genres? I don't know. I guess people <laughs> give it an opportunity. I, I don't think people give it a chance. Um, most people like in my life, like in my personal life, um, when they find out that I like country music, like you like country music and then I play them a song or two and then they're hooked. Like I've gotten like probably 10 people into country music in the last couple of months. Yeah. Country music is great. It is. I love country music. It is. Like, I'm kind of tired of pop music, but there is such thing as country pop. That's still a thing. That's true. That is a huge um, thing. 
but like I try to I try to look for artists who are a little um, like not low key artists. I look, like independent. I look, I look for more independent, low key country artists, and they have great content. But the thing is, a lot of musicians have great content, but. I, I, I stick to country and uh, a little bit of indie, but just mainly country. It's, it just, like, it, I love driving or just putting on, I don't know, some Eric Church or something, any any country song, any country artist will do. And there's no such thing as bad country music unless, there's such thing as okay and mediocre music, but at the end of the day, they're all good. Like, you got to appreciate someone's art. I'm not, not, just a, not just about country music, but, like, everything you gotta appreciate their art there's oh yeah there's something behind it yeah no i've gone through my like heavy metal screamo phase my country phase my pop phase my rap phase like i guess they're not really phases i still enjoy all of that music i have an right. appreciation for all music but it's true like all music carries a certain type of art and it yeah. expresses you know individuals as themselves and that is the most beautiful thing Okay, what I love about this right now is your smile when you're talking about country and these different country artists. Like, I love seeing your smile when you talk about that. It's so wholesome. Um, I love how happy music can make other people and myself as well, obviously. Alright, well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was really fun. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at musicmentalitywithangie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.